0: Hey there, this is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast. I'm your host, John Hansen, and this is episode 63. And today's show is all about nonprofits who do so much great work all over our city and who really rely on November and December to get out the fundraising, the, the volunteering, whatever it is. So this is our home now for the next couple months. If you ever want to listen to, well, you're already listening to this. I don't know why I need to tell you why to listen to it. You know why you're here. We're talking about nonprofits. Jamie Nesbitt-Golden is here. She's going to join us first, and we're going to play some of your voicemails. Some Block Club Chicago reporters have also chimed in with some of their favorite nonprofits. But Jamie, I was getting this podcast, you know, kind of together and putting the call out. And then, boom, you drop a story about literally this increasing access and visibility for nonprofits in the form of mapped. Thanks for coming on the show and tell us a little bit about it.
1: Well, thanks for having me. And yeah, it's a really cool project. Um, so mapped stands for Making a People's Pathway for Engaging Design. Um, and, and it's basically an online database that documents neighborhood projects like uh, mainly, you know, public projects that like anybody could be doing. Um, and the idea is is this sort of like share information. Usually, um, when folks sort of set about going, you know, set about doing these projects, um they're pretty much siloed from each other. And this all this is all about sort of exchanging the information, sharing the knowledge, and, you know, sort of co- creating these communities,
0: yeah. I love it because you can search by what sort of category it's doing by the neighborhood, or you can just kind of like scroll along the map, which is exactly what I'm doing. And you're (laughs) right. right. These nonprofits often are in a silo and these projects often are in their own space. And a lot of them don't have the resources to like fund a bunch of like a great website and the PR and the marketing to get the word out. So I love how it kind of is like an equal playing field on the map, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so like, um, so people and organizations can submit their projects aside um, under like one of six categories, which public spaces, community spaces, urban planning, slash urban design, uh, placemaking, research, slash design, and guidelines and toolkits. Um, So anything from, say, a food co op to um, someone sort of creating um, a public library or Like anything, like it's pretty incredible. And uh, one of the folks behind it is Paola Aguirre, who um, is the founder of Design Trust Chicago. And she's also one of the folks sort of um, repurposing the Overton School um, in Bronzeville into a community hub. Um, And that's been an ongoing project. So it's it's a really cool concept. And so far, they've been getting like a lot of hits.
0: All right. It's mappedchicago.org. Do you have a favorite nonprofit you want to give a shout out to while I have you, Jamie Nesmith golden
1: wow i know i, mean, I put you on
0: the spot here i didn't i didn't plan i didn't tell you a
1: lot man there's so That's, many um <laughs> there are so many um but i would say um
0: block club mothers chicago
1: against, oh, no of course, <laughs> Black club, well, you know, of course i'm biased right um but also um mothers against senseless killings um shout out to my girl tamar manasseh who mm-hmm. um is a rabbi and also a badass um she's been running this um since like the mid Ten, the, the mid-teens mm-hmm. um keeping kids safe and, and engaged and off the block um and yeah and they're definitely check there. it out
0: they are out yes. there that's the thing they're doing the daily work uh that needs to be done and yep. i hope that's what her business card says rabbi badass
1: <laughs> Actually, I'm going to suggest that too. I yeah. think she'd love it.
0: <laughs> all right. Jamie Nesbitt-Golden, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Let's get to some of your submissions.
2: Hi, this is Alicia Cohen from Lakeview to talk about the wonderful organization Breakthrough. It's in the Garfield Park community, and it is such a wonderful organization. It spans all the 44 blocks. And it focuses mostly on uh keeping people off the streets. They have lots of uh, community-based programs to help people figure out financing, figure out how to buy a home. Uh, but the most wonderful thing I'm really uh proud of with this organization is their domestic violence outreach group. As soon as the situation happens in their neighborhood, they have a hyper-local team that goes out there. It works with the victims. It helps them get uh, therapy or any other kind of help that they need. It's just such a wonderful group that's been around for 20-some years. I highly recommend people donate to this wonderful organization this holiday season and uh, help the community at large.
3: Hey, good afternoon, Jonathan. This is Mark Ishug, the CEO of Threshold. And wow, do I love Threshold. Uh, for almost 60 years, we have provided home health and hope to those with serious mental illness and drug challenges and homelessness. And every single day, we make a difference for thousands and thousands of people providing health care and mental health care and housing and access to food and nutrition. And um, wow, the list goes on. Supported education, supported employment. But mostly we provide love, uh, and that is the basis of what we do, loving those that have the least and are the most marginalized and working to improve their lives while we change systems um, that can make their lives and all of our lives better. So I really do hope that you and and others can support Threshold uh, this holiday season in meeting our important mission. The colder it gets, the harder it is for those folks we serve that are living outside. And while we're working to provide permanent supportive housing for folks, there's a lot of folks that don't have that that we have to support as well. So thank you, and thank you all for your support of Threshold.
4: Hi, my name is Nicholas Hernandez. I am from Chicago in Humboldt Park. Uh, Some of the nonprofits, mostly um, actually mutual aid groups, that I um, appreciate would be the Chai Food Sovereignty Coalition, Chicago Food Sovereignty Coalition Group, as well as the Humboldt Park Solidarity Network in Humboldt Park. Uh, These are just mutual aid groups that started back in 2020. Uh, They evolved in many ways to try to assist people as best they can with limited resources. Uh, The Humboldt Park Solidarity Network, they are helping folks, especially undocumented folks that come to the store, and encourage them, and walk them through the process to also get connected to the 501C next to a, uh, next to the store, uh, La Casa Norte. Uh, the Humboldt Park the dirty Network does so much in Humboldt Park. is just neighbors helping out neighbors. I've noticed that there's been an increase in a lot of migrants that are coming in from Ecuador and Venezuela, and honestly, folks that are coming in from uh, the Southern Hemisphere, warm weather, are going to need a lot of help, especially during the cold winter since winter is coming. Uh, Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.
5: Hey, podcast listeners. This is Ariel, the Far Northwest Side Reporter for Block Club, and I want to tell you about a nonprofit that I recently discovered. It's called And Rise, and it was founded in 2018 by a Portage Park resident named Jennifer Ramirez. It's dedicated to helping survivors of trauma and abuse find new ways of coping and starting new lives, and it's really just centered on women's voices and self-care and empowerment. They do a lot of really nice programs for women in the community and really all over Chicago. And they host weekly support groups and programs at Ann's Haven, which is also in Portage Park. They are really active in making sure that women don't feel silenced by their trauma and can move forward and have built a strong, a strong connection of survivors over the years to help women learn, grow, and really just realize their full potential and also to remember that trauma or abuse does not define someone's life. And Rise is always looking for donations and volunteers to help run its personal and professional development programs, therapy, and free weekly support groups for women who are sexual and domestic abuse survivors. You can learn more about the nonprofit at WomenRiseChicago.org. Hi,
3: my name is Brian, um, and today I want to talk about Howard Brown. Um, they're a great nonprofit. Back when I was younger, I uh, didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> they were there for me, actually, through a pretty serious health scare, and they helped guide me through it um, without charging me a penny. Uh, and I just wish everyone... Had that kind of access to care when they needed
6: it. Hi, um, my name is Mary Kay Gilbert, and I'm the Chief Business Officer for Heartland Alliance Health, and I'm a huge Black Club Chicago reader. And I want to talk about our organization. We are the only FQHC, Federally Qualified Health Center, that specializes in health care for the homeless. We've been around for over 30 years. And why we're so special is we are in 70 shelters providing health care to people. We have three bricks-and-mortars health centers. We partner with the Chicago Department of Public Health and are in a mobile van, also providing health care. We also do work with people with serious mental illness. We have some housing. We do some work with food and nutrition. But most importantly, the city of Chicago has partnered with us to expand our services with the Migrant Health Care Challenge as all the migrant shelters have popped up in Chicago because of the busloads of people coming from Texas. And we are currently in four different shelters throughout the city providing healthcare for those people that have traveled so far from Venezuela and other places. And I love talking about our organization. Talk to you later. Thanks for doing this, bye.
7: Hey, Joe Ward
0: here, Far North Side Reporter. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Care For Real. Care for Real is a 50-year-old food pantry based in Edgewater that greatly expanded its reach and operation during the pandemic. As requests for food assistance rose during the pandemic, Care for Real opened a new pantry in Rogers Park and added a drive-through food distribution in Rogers Park to help meet the need for people who don't live right in the area. It's also added evening hours to meet the need for food assistance among the working poor. And Care for Real is really just a great example of neighbors helping neighbors in a time of need.
8: Hi, my name is Janice. By the way, I love your online e-news. Keeps me informed in Chicago. I so appreciate it. I live in the South Loop, and I am very dedicated to a nonprofit called Chicago It's right in the heart of Chicago, across from Water Tower Place, and it does phenomenal work with those who live in under-resourced areas. So one of their main focuses is mentoring. I am a mentor. I've been mentoring the same young lady for seven years. And uh, we meet, we do homework, we talk about life. And I encourage her in many different ways. So that's one way I give to Chicago Light. I also am a not-for-profit. My not-for-profit's called Janice Time. J-A-N-I-C-E, my first name, Time. I am a volunteer. I volunteer about 60 hours a week. One of the ways I volunteer is because I, uh, offer mindfulness programs inside Chicago Light. And I've been doing this for seven years, even during the pandemic. Uh, I have a fabulous team of seven volunteers who help with this. And I invite you to come see. Come see what it's about.
4: Yes,
9: I don't work for it now. I worked for it 50 years ago in Cabrini Green, and it was called Sunshine Gospel Mission. They're in the Woodlawn area where a large number of people from Cabrini Green were relocated. But I worked there in the 1970s. It was a great place, a great job we did. I recently talked to somebody from that area who was there 50 years ago and saw the great thing that happened in Cabrini-Green when the yellow school bus showed up. But right now, they're involved in rebuilding woodlawn, in, in low-income uh, housing, uh, rebuilding black wealth and, and, and neighbourhoods, both uh, business and equitable housing i participated over the last year in net meetings about the disparities in income and housing and the job that they're doing in Woodlawn. I'm not directly connected but the name is the name is Sunshine Gospel Mission in the Woodlawn area the area and I know that they do a lot in rebuilding the Woodlawn area.
4: Hey there, it's Brandon Pope from the Gold Coast neighborhood. Let me tell you what The National Association of Black Journalists, Chicago chapter, is the chapter to support for a 501c3 nonprofit, uh, fueling the next generation of journalists. There's so many opportunity gaps when it comes to journalism. So many kids of color that do not have the opportunity to get into the industry. We are trying to close those opportunity gaps. And the only way we can do that is through funding. We give out more than $10,000 in scholarships every single year. And all the help we you get helps every little bit. So please consider donating. Go to nadjchicago.org and make your donations today. Thanks so much for supporting the journalists of the future.
0: That was Brandon Pope, and we appreciate Brandon chiming in about the NABJ. And Brandon, of course, the host of On the Block, which airs on Thursdays at 7 o'clock in the evening on the U, and then Saturday mornings at 10 on CW26, and Sundays at 6.30, that's our new time on CW26. Seamus Toomey, one of the founders of Block
7: Club Chicago, you're a fan of that show, right? I love on the block. It's so much fun to watch the the reporters in action. I love your rapport with Brandon and it's just, it's just put together so well and I'm, I'm over the moon about that show.
0: You know who does really well on those shows are our reporters at block club Chicago. I love seeing their selfie style videos as they walk and talk through the neighborhoods. You know, they're not all used to doing that sort of thing, but they're so good at telling these stories and, Seamus, I guess at the root of it is they just have great material to work with because of all the reporting that they do in their beats.
7: Absolutely. You know, our reporters, it's, it's not the old school print reporters where they're afraid to go on camera. They're also comfortable uh, telling their stories and uh, and just, you know, just showing off all the great things that they found by actually being in the neighborhoods and finding real stories that are about real Chicagoans that matter to people.
0: And that's kind of the mission of Block Club Chicago. Always has been since day one. And I think a lot of people know this, but maybe not everyone does. Block Club Chicago itself, since this is the nonprofit episode, is a nonprofit news organization. And you know, we've gotten a lot of accolades and awards. It's getting nationally recognized too, Seamus.
7: Absolutely, I went to a a conference of um, nonprofit and small newsrooms in Austin, Texas last week, and it was so much fun to walk around with a Block Club name tag because every single person would come up to me and say, "Oh, I've heard of you guys. You're doing great things, and w- we've modeled our newsroom after yours." And uh, it was just it was very affirming because we've tried so hard to reach as many pe- people in Chicago with stories that they actually care about. Um, Just to know that people around the country are paying attention to us and, and, you know, trying to start, you know, versions of Block Club in in different cities. That was that was great. And we won two awards, which was uh, always fun to come home with uh, some hardware in my suitcase.
0: I I do want to just and this may say cliche, sound cliche, but it is absolutely true that we would not be able to do this without the readers and the donors and the subscribers to Block Club Chicago. I mean, seriously, that's where. We get the essentially the operating budget to be able to tell these
7: stories. That's exactly right. When we started this more than four years ago, uh, the premise was that people would support local news if it was important to them with uh, subscriptions, with donations, by buying our merchandise, all the different ways that we y- use the money to hire reporters, to hire you know, podcast hosts, to hire <laughs> you know podcast producers, uh, you know all those things um, all come from. Uh, from our readers, that w- they were our first base of support, and they've continued to stick with us. Um, we've got more than eighteen thousand paid subscribers. Um, we've got people that uh, donate a little bit each month. We've got some people that give a lot each month, um, and foundation support us as, as well. And we can't uh, we can't uh, ignore them. But it's really it's really the people that we are writing for every single morning you know about their neighborhoods that we really count on.
0: It all stems from a pride of being able to tell amazing stories in the city. I think that's what it always comes down to. We get excited when we get new subscribers, but I don't think anything makes us happier in our discussions uh you know than oh, what a great story that was. That's
7: what I always say, you know, it's 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 all about the stories. You know, you can you you can talk a good game, but you got to really produce the stories that make an impact on people, stuff that people want to read. And that's really what we're having the reporters and the editors look for on a daily basis. Just great stories that aren't being told anywhere else.
0: BlockClubChicago.org is the site to go to. There's like a member at the upper right. You can click become a member. There's a donate button there. So many other ways to get involved. Uh, Shamus Toomey, this is the end of the podcast. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Wrap it up for
7: us. BlockClubChicago.org. You can also go to BlockClub.org up in the upper right-hand corner. uh, Click subscribe if you're not already there. Um, You can also click Donate, and it's a tax-deductible donation there, because like you said, we are a 501c3. We're just trying to be out there telling as many stories as possible, and everyone that contributes reads us, shares their stories with their family, posts it on social. We thank you. That's that's why we're here, and we can't wait to keep doing it.
0: And we'll drop another pod on you next week.